This is Thursday, June 17th. Priest Brennan Manning married, but he never had children. And he was one day with a friend that had a large family. And he asked his friend, Which of your children do you love the most? He expected his friend to give him the right answer, explaining that he loves all of his children the same. But his friend surprised him. He said, I love my son Peter the most. He didn't make the track team this year, and his hopes were high for lettering. I could see how much this hurt him. I love him so much. Then before Brennan could say anything, his friend said, I love my daughter Martha the most. Martha's boyfriend recently broke up with her, and this was devastating for her. I can see how heartbroken she is about it all. I love her so much. And soon this man told the story about how he loved each of his children the most. His heart was directed to each of them when they were hurting, when they suffered loss, when they were struggling. Brennan realized each were uniquely special and loved by his friend, their father. Now we come to a passage like Numbers chapter 7, and we're surprised by the repetition. Here's a little part of this chapter from Numbers 7, verse 11 to 17. The Lord said to Moses, They shall offer their offerings one chief each day for the dedication of the altar. He who offered his offering the first day was Nashon, the son of Abinadab of the tribe of Judah. And his offering was one silver plate whose weight was 130 shekels, one silver basin of 70 shekels, according to the shekel of the sanctuary, both of them full of fine flour mixed with oil for a grain offering, one golden dish of ten shekels full of incense, one bull from the herd, one ram, one male lamb, a year old for a burnt offering, one male goat for a sin offering, and for the sacrifice of peace offering, two oxen, five rams, five male goats, five male lambs a year old. This was the offering of Nashon, the son of Abinadab. Now the gift of Abinadab, the tribe of Judah, interestingly enough, is exactly the gift given by each of the tribes. So this gift, and the explanation of it, is repeated 11 times in the text, and you are exhausted when you get to the end of this chapter. Enough already! Why not just give the names of the tribes and explain the gift that all of them gave? This is a lot of scribal ink to spill over what seems uh, what, what seems so unimportant. The truth is, this was considered very important. And that is because there was no favoritism for the tribes. Each were allowed to step forward to make their offerings to the Lord when the tabernacle was set in place. Why did they make the same offering? It wasn't a competition. Their goal was not comparison. Now, I grew up the middle of three boys, and there seemed to be endless competition for the approval of our parents, especially our dad. Many families know this sibling rivalry. For most of my life, I felt like the least favored of the three boys. The youngest was doted on. When he became sick in childhood, all the attention seemed to be directed to him. My older brother bore the name of my father. 
My dad was a third, and my brother was a fourth. He was my dad's pride and joy. Often my dad said things that didn't encourage us. He didn't help. When we grew up, my dad often told me about the successes of my brothers. I took this to be pointing out their accomplishments as if to challenge me about mine. It wasn't until years later that I learned that my dad did so with my brothers as well. And his goal wasn't competition. It was the opposite. He wanted to curry respect in each of us for what our brothers had done to draw us together, to cause us to respect each other. But the truth is, each of us had to run our own race. There was no benefit in competing with each other. Our parents loved us differently because we were different, and the challenges and opportunities we had differed as well. So yes, there's a lot of ink given to repeat the offerings of each of the tribes, but it was quite purposeful in Scripture. The message was that they were each loved by the Lord, and they shared together in the story of redemption and grace. The tribes, like the twelve different sons of Jacob, were different, and that was just fine. They had different stories, but the same God guided them and cared for them. I learned later in life that, of course, my parents could dole out love equally, be, could not dole out love equally, because we were not equal. But they lived each of us the same. Sometimes we wonder if God loves some of us more than others. We see that God chooses and uses some people in ways that He doesn't use us. This is true. But we must remember that God's love is unconditional. It's not increased or lessened by our performance or lack of it. Our successes or failures can't touch the love of God for us. Neither can death or famine or the sword, height nor depth. We have the full assurance of God's unfailing love. I rather think that God does for us what the Father told Brennan Manning when he asked him, he directed his love to the child that needed it the most in the moment. Let's pray. Lord God, our loving Father, we long to be loved. We seem to be constantly measuring the giving of love and care. But you can't love us more, and you won't love us less. Help us to rest in knowing your grace. Thank you for the cross of Jesus, the place where we see your love so clearly demonstrated. For we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen.